Welcome to Sports Weekly with Ayaz Memon. Hi everybody, welcome to Sports Weekly. It's me, Mr. Fantastic today and while we don't have Ayaz on the show, I'm joined by Somil Arora and we're going to have a quick chat about the upcoming Euro quarterfinals rounds. It's been a bit of a surprising tournament. We spoke all about it. You can go back to our episode last week and give it a listen. Uh, this week, we focus on the quarterfinal lineups, which are, to be very honest, a little surprising. Switzerland giant killers are playing Spain. Belgium plays Italy, and to me, that is the match of the tournament so far. England will play Ukraine, and the Czech Republic will play Denmark. Let's move on quickly to Somil and ask him what he thinks these matches are going to line up like and be like. Hello, Mr. Fantastic. Such a fun thing, right, that we're doing a special episode about the Euro 2021. And we should because the tournament has been so crazy. I I can't wait to see which way the quarterfinals go. And considering all that we've seen in the round of 16, I think we could genuinely have a few major surprises coming into the semifinals this time. Absolutely. So what do you think of the Switzerland-Spain match? I think it's going to be Spain. Uh, The Swiss have made a great run to this point, but I really think this is the end of the line for them. I would hope not, because they became such a likable team the last time out they played against France. And remember, when we came into this tournament, France were bigger favourites than than Spain coming in. Uh, France were, of course, the defending World Cup champions. They had probably the most settled lineup out of any team coming into this tournament as well. But they lost on penalties. And even before the penalties, we have to remember that the game was 3-3 coming into the extra time as well. So Switzerland really pushed the button really hard there against France. So I think they've got that resolved, Mr. Fantastic. I think they've become a well-knitted unit over the course of this win and over the course of their last few matches. For sure, they don't look as sophisticated as Spain do on the whole. But you could see upsets. That's That's what the team of the tournament has been like so far. But coming to Spain... I think they're they are finally fighting back again. I know that was a bit of a mouthful, but over the course of the tournament, they had a few struggles. Morata was not doing as well. Their strikers were not scoring many goals, but they ended up scoring five last time out against Croatia. They were absolutely on fire. And it was so good to see their forwards come up together, like Ferran Torres, like Alvaro Morata. They're banking a lot on those two big names for this particular game. But I think... If history is anything to go by, Spain should have the edge. But I won't count Switzerland out, right? Because that's what the Euros has been all about. Could we have ever predicted in our sane minds that Switzerland would beat France? I couldn't have by any means whatsoever. Well, I still think it's going to be Spain over Switzerland. Maybe a 2-0 scoreline at uh, best. Uh, Moving on to the Czech Republic versus Denmark. And I am holding on to Belgium Italy for later. I think the Czechs playing the Danes is going to be a very interesting match. The Danes are actually uh, becoming a bit of the darlings given the unfortunate incident on opening day. But I think the Czech Republic with their superior experience um, of playing at this level of playing in knockouts and tournaments might just hold the edge here. Although Denmark has shown that they're not to be taken lightly. That is so true, Mr. Fantastic. And if you had to choose one game to watch as a neutral purely for entertainment value, I think it will have to be Czech Republic versus Denmark. Because the fun fact is, both teams are super aggressive on the attack. Denmark especially. 
Casper Dolberg has been on fire for that team right now. And, and the whole of the Denmark lineup and the whole of the team is suited more towards attacking. This doesn't mean that the defence is bad, but this battle that we're going to see between the Danish forwards versus the Czech defence is going to be such an interesting one. And what makes me tilt more towards the side of Denmark for this match is the fact that it took the Czech Republic a bit of a demotivated Netherlands plus a red card from their end to get that big win over Netherlands the last time out. So I think I'm going to go more towards Denmark for this one purely because I think their attack just suits a lot better against Czech Republic's defence. The Czech Republic, of course, more of an attacking team, focus more on the right-hand side and they need that sort of strength from Patrick Schick at the very top. But the Danish defence, right, they've got the likes of Vestergaard, they've got Christensen who can really block everything off. And if they don't get a red card like Netherlands did, I think Denmark should be pretty much fine in this one. But there could be a few goals, Mr. Fantastic. This one could be an explosive yeah, I, match. I, I do expect this one to be a slightly high scoring one. Not quite the 5-3 win that the Spanish <laughs> had in the last round, but maybe a 3-1 or a 3-2. That could be fun. But I'm saying this is going to be in favor of the Czech Republic and not Denmark. See, it's it's good to disagree on a situation like this one. And the only way it can be resolved is by watching the game. But fun fact, five of the last six matches between the Czech Republic and Denmark have ended as draws. Now, that is what... Well, there's no chance of that happening. There's no we'll chance of that happening, exactly. Yeah. So expect extra Wouldn't time. would be a bad idea to have another penalty shootout. Oh, that, that could be fun. And in that case... I wonder if if just Denmark might ease their way through because they've been uh, they've they've been through so much in this tournament as one would like to say it's almost it's almost like a picture isn't it or a movie uh, in a way where you see them have these struggles or one of their players gets badly injured due to a medical disease then they come up then they fight back I, I think it's too good a script not to see its way to the end so just for that reason I think I'm going to go Denmark well let's hope fairy tales do come true Moving on to the other sort of marquee match to some extent, England versus Ukraine. I think the English, yes, they have to enjoy their win over Germany, but they will need to snap back to focus very quickly because if they can win this one, they do have a seemingly easier route forward. I mean, Ukraine are here in the quarterfinals, so they can't be taken lightly, but I I just think that England should be confident, move on from the German victory and Focus on this game because it's theirs for the taking. Uh, Just to build up upon the point that we discussed in the last episode of Sports Weekly, if England win, if England get further in, it's just building up and amplifying what their loss could eventually be like because I I don't have a feeling that this team can end up winning the Euros. But... That's for later on. That's that's our problem for maybe next week when we get to the finals or even the semi-finals for that matter. For now, they do look like they have a decent squad who are finally firing back again in their last match against Germany. And the problem that England were facing, Mr. Fantastic, was the lack of service towards their forwards. When that finally came in, when Jack Grealish came onto the pitch, things changed. England became a fresh new side. They ended up scoring many goals against Germany. That was a big, big win for them psychologically. Because remember, how many times have England beaten Germany in tournaments like this one, in knockout stages? So those two goals, first from Sterling, then from Kane, were a big, big relief for England. But the fun part is, this match happens outside of England for the first time for their team. This one is taking place not at the Wembley Stadium. And yeah, I mean, at this stage, the players have grown used to it. You can say that they've they've done a lot, they've played a lot of football, and they'll be fine if it's taking place at the Saudi Olympic or the Wembley Stadium, wherever it may be. But 
I think there's just going to be that psychological element that you're not playing in front of your home fans that should affect both teams. And I think less of England because, I mean, those players have been playing in the top leagues everywhere, right? So I think this sort of advantage of having the better players, having a more settled lineup should should benefit England in this one. Well, I really think it's going to be an England victory. Coming to the marquee match, I think Belgium Italy should be a fitting final. But here they are three rounds earlier, nonetheless. Uh, this is a very, very difficult one to ca- uh, call. Both teams have extremely strong attacking and defensive lineups. Uh, it's it's really going to be about holding your nerve on the day. Italy have been so fantastic so far. I think that they conceded their first goal in 10 matches against Austria the last they time did. they played. They did, yeah. And the Belgians are probably the golden age team for the country. Uh, I don't think a better combination can be assembled by any team for a long time to come. So this really is their year, but they've run into this immovable force in Italy. And the heart says Belgium, but the head says Italy, you know. This is a tough one. Yeah, it is. I think we could see another upset right here for two reasons. And those two reasons are two people. Aiden Hazard and Kevin De Bruyne are just running a race to make sure that they're fit for the match. Of course, they're, they're facing their own niggles, both of them each other. And if they don't miss the fantastic, it could be a big miss for Belgium. I mean, remember, even a few matches ago, right, Belgium just did not look the same thing when Kevin De Bruyne was not on the pitch. We just had to bring him on to see the kind of impact that he was able to make. And you saw that constantly, you saw that change coming in, and then you thought, okay, if this man goes away, I mean, against Portugal that we saw the same thing, if if Kevin De Bruyne goes away, it could really make a world of difference. And De Bruyne might not be there, you know, and I wonder which way things are going to play out. Yeah, I mean, one might come up and say they've got enough quality on the bench as well to sort of make up for it. But is it the same as De Bruyne? Is it the same as Eden Hazard? Will that have the same impact on the team? I, I don't think it will, to be honest. So there's one I aspect to watch I think there's enough, out. to be honest. No, I think there's enough to kind of make up for De Bruyne's missing. I mean, he's an amazing player. There's no doubt about that. He's practically replaceable. Otherwise, City wouldn't be holding on to him for dear life. But... Uh, just the depth of this team um, I think there's enough there to shuffle around a little bit not miss De Bruyne as much because there's enough to make up for uh, despite his absence well if he plays they will be a very hard team to beat it, it'll it change their style so what Belgium did against Portugal was sit back deep hold on to everything and then work on the counter-attack because Portugal they're not very good at breaking teams down in that sense but here, if you have a player like De Bruyne, it gives you that sort of versatility. Not that the other players can't, but just the quality of the man. So I'm keen to watch out for how Belgium adapt to not having Hazard or De Bruyne if they don't. But yeah, on, on the front as well. Let's not count out Italy because that has been a superb team. Again, the battle is going to be won in the midfield because ever since Marco Verratti has come along, Italy just seemed like something else. They've got a superb attack. They've got a well-sorted defence. Funny to say that about Italy, right? Having a very good attack considering all that they've been through in the last few years. But this team looks mighty impressive. It's going to be a great weekend for the football fans. Uh, Here's my winning four. Spain, Czech Republic, England and Belgium. What's yours? I think I'm going to go for Spain, Denmark, England and... Man, I, I want to go different on this one. I, I just think that Italy might have the edge. So I'm going to go for Italy. Why not? Hey, it's the Euros. Right? If at this stage you came up to me and said that even Ukraine could end up winning this, I wouldn't be surprised considering all that's happened so far. So that's my take. 
Maybe you just jinxed England, but we'll find <laughs> out soon. Exactly. Awesome. Well, exciting weekend for everybody. Let's hope the matches are good and there's no nil-nil draws that lead to a penalty shootout. We want to see lots of goals, lots of action, very little controversy, and a safe game being played. Having said that, we'll be back with the regular show next week and another special towards the end of next week as we build up to the semis and the finals. Thanks, everyone, for joining in. Thanks, Samil, for this. Let's have a great weekend of football. Likewise, should be a lot of fun. Thank you.